I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to Blue Jays Nation Radio with Cam Lewis and Tyler Uremchuk, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Welcome into episode 43 of Blue Jays Nation Radio. I am Tyler Remchuk, joined by Cam Lewis as always. And holy shit, Cam, everything went exactly the way we wanted it to. Holy shit, this is exactly what we both expected from the weekend. When we were talking about it on Thursday, we mapped this out and we said, there is no doubt in either of our minds that the Toronto Blue Jays are going to sweep the shit out of the Oakland Athletics in dramatic fashion. And it's going to be fantastic. And now they're going to make the playoffs and probably win the World Series. And not only sweep the shit out of the Oakland A's, but sit on the side and watch the New York Yankees lose a series to the Baltimore Orioles and watch the Cleveland Indians beat the Boston Red Sox on Sunday as well. Um, Man, you couldn't have drawn up a better Sunday specifically. That was was insane. Like (laughs) the whole thing was an absolute roller coaster ride. That was probably the most enjoyable like three days of baseball I've had all year. Actually, that that's tough. Was this was this better than their homecoming few days? Ooh, I mean, it's hard to rank them. Um, they're both they were both fantastic, but I will yeah. say them doing this with with what was on the line and with their yeah. season kind of on the line and the way they did it as well. I mean, twenty nine runs in three games. They hit nine home runs in a. They scored eleven times in twenty five innings. Like, holy shit, man! It, like the bats just absolutely woke up, and it was great to see. I mean. On Sunday, they got the great performance from Robbie Ray. We'll get into this more in three up, three down. Um, but just the fact that it, that was the Jays team we kind of thought we'd get, right? Yes. Like a team that can just out hit any sort of pitching problems they have and just literally beat the wheels off a pretty good ball team in Oakland. Yeah, this is the, seeing what they did this weekend is like reminiscent of the 2015 team. And yeah. it's been talked about so many times that this team's as good as the 2015 team. That You know, they have the huge fast, blah, blah, blah but we just never see it. Like the team is the antithesis of clutch. They never come up, come, come back in late game situations. Like you're the only one really yeah. was that Springer won against the Red Sox and then fucking Friday happens. And they, you know, with four outs left in the game, just pile on like nine runs, which never happens. And it seems, I hope like this is them turning a corner and they figured something out. And then maybe they just go nuclear for the final few weeks of the year. And it happens. Maybe. Let's uh, let's dig into three up, three down presented by Twig and Berries, where the promo code nation 15 gets you 15% off your order. Twig or if you're happen to be in Edmonton, like me and you're listening to this, they have a physical store out, out in St. Albert. Fuck yeah, um, they do. Yeah. Damn right. Sick. Uh, let's get into three up, three down. And you know what, Cam? 
Fuck the downs. We're not doing that at all. Fuck them. No downs, all ups, all ups, baby. Good vibes only. Good vibes only. And our first only only positive vibes in this house. Our first up will be the rally with two outs in the eighth inning on Friday night's series opener. And I mean, I'm always the eternal optimist when I'm watching these Jays games or when they're down. I'm always like, all right, like a little bloop here. And then like, you got some power coming up and I was sitting there and I still, for whatever reason, had the game on. Cause I know a lot of people were just kind of like, Oh, eight, two, I'm out of here. Like there's no way they come back this time. Especially like you said, they have not been clutch once all season for the most no, part it's save just like, the George Springer home run that's like the only time that's the only time <laughs> and man they just found a way to kind of keep the rally going Kirk gets on base and then Gurriel with his third grand slam of the season which is also which is yeah that's just like nuts um just slams one to deep left center field and the celebration that he did that oh, the, that, that that camera angle they had that was unbelievable the bat into the ground that was insane that was it was it was like cathartic to watch that like that, that felt like an emotional yeah. release. Like I felt yeah. like I was, I was in therapy and I like reached a breakthrough point. <laughs> that was amazing. But also one thing that I wanted to bring up that's hilarious about both of these two things. So they have the, you know, the huge eighth inning with Gurriel mm-hmm. Brown slam tie the game. And then they, you know, blow the lead immediately because of course. And then the semi and walk off, both of these rallies started with fucking Bravik Valera getting on base. <laughs> Like, did you, do you remember that? Like he started the first one off with a walk and then he starts the second one off with a single. It's so funny that that's the guy who got both of them going. Yeah. Like, yeah, no kidding. Um, Bravey Valera comes into pinch hit for Kevin Smith. It is the answer. I, I wasn't thrilled about him getting like significantly more playing time than Santiago Espinal at, at first, but yeah, man, in his last seven games here, he's, he's finding a way to get on base. Like I know he's only batting 200, but he draws a few walks as well. Um, his defense is good. It's hard to be upset about anything or nitpick anything after after a no. three game sweep. Like of you said, good chasing. vibes only. Good vibes, yeah. only. good vibes only. And Bravik Valera, I mean, an unlikely hero. But I'm trying to think back. Didn't he in in the Springer game when Springer walked off or hit that home run against the Red Sox? He he was part of that rally as he well, was. which is hilarious when you keep going back. To That's what moments. I'm saying. This guy is the under the radar solution. Every time this guy is on base, except for that time in Seattle, which I'm still angry about. Mm. That was fucked. Oh they yeah. Shouldn't have overturned that call. That was bullshit. That was another play that he was involved in naturally. Yeah. Also, we need to talk about the fact it was Semyon hitting that home run and how good he must have felt because Oakland so stupidly didn't qualify him this last off season, which is just hilarious. Like they, they let that guy go without even bothering to get a draft pick. And then he's like, suck my dick and just hit that home run and just walks around the bases stone cold, no emotion on his face. Well, yeah. So good. That too. Like the, the celebration from Guriel was unreal. Cause like you said, it was like an emotional release. Like mm-hmm. that guy was just so fired up to do something good. And with Semyon, he hits it and takes like those two hard strides out of the box. Like he thinks there's a chance. It's just a double down the line. And then he stops and does that little strut for a couple. Oh, it, it was that wonderfully was big, executed. That was, that was big dick shit. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's keep rolling along here. Actually. Okay, Game we're, two. We're, one sec. We're going to, we're going to pause. Cause we got a little bit of breaking news. Um, Kate, Caitlin McGrath of the athletics sending out a tweet. Julian Merriweather just walked onto the field. So no. safe to say he's up with the Blue Jays. No way. There's no you way. I believe it yet. I think you're fucking with me. I don't believe that. Live while we're recording the podcast here on a Labor Day Monday morning. Um, I don't believe you at all. 
There's Julian Merriweather. Back he's not even he's not even a real guy. And this comes off. I mean, the last inning we saw from the Jays was a one, two, three strike out the side from Nate Pearson. So, I mean, we're rolling along here. We just swept the uh, Oakland days. Let's make this our second up. Up number two, Julian Merriweather's back. Julian Merriweather is back. And the last time we saw him, he was one of the more electric relievers in baseball on opening weekend. That was all the way back in April. Yeah. Um, Oh, shit. Well, I mean, a bullpen that has Pearson and Merriweather and I mean, Romano kind of struggled, but again, good vibes only. Yeah, he's pitched a lot, so he needs some time off. So it's good to have these arms back there now. Yeah. That should be a game changer. This is awesome. Uh, let's keep cruising along here. Wow. Um, the comeback on Friday was absolutely bananas. And then they almost blew a massive lead on Saturday. And that was a little bit worrisome. But the bottom line is Guriel continued his hot streak. Bravic freaking Valera hit a home run. So did Teoscar Hernandez. And this team's bats just came through for them again. Simple as that. And also Jose Barrios had another good start because we were nervous. I don't know if this was you and me talking or if it was me and Brendan talking because you were on your vacation. But we were like, Jose Barrios is low-key been pretty bad <laughs> his first few starts. Like, the one against Kansas City, it seemed yeah. good on paper, but I was at that game. He got hit pretty hard. And then there was, you know, the one in Washington was bad. And then there was um, another one. I, I can't remember when it was. But his last two, he's made this mechanical adjustment. I imagine Pete Walker gave him some of that magic elixir. Mm-hmm. And now he's just just killing it. So that's fantastic because this is a guy who absolutely cannot be bad. He's pitched into the seventh inning in back-to-back starts now after uh, after a rough go against the Chicago White Sox uh, towards the end of August. But starts against Detroit and Oakland have been pretty good for Jose Barrios, and the Jays came through with the run support as well that allowed them to beat the A's. And right. then with the sweep on the line and their ace on the bump, they okay. just absolutely blew out the Oakland A's on Sunday. An 8 nothing win. They were up 8 nothing after the fourth inning. And that is, I mean way more than Robbie Ray needed because this guy threw six and two thirds struck out 10 and only allowed one hit. The Jays on the game only allowed two hits to the Oakland A's on Sunday. The perfect cherry on top of what was a fantastic weekend of baseball. Robbie Ray is probably going to win the Cy Young. He now has the best ERA in the American league and he has the second most strikeouts in baseball behind only Garrett Cole. And I would say at this point, Garrett Cole is the only other competition with Lance Lynn on the injured list. So I'm just, it's, it's just so funny to me. Like it's under one year ago that people melted the fuck down at the idea of Matt Shoemaker being taken out of a baseball game for Robbie Ray to pitch. And now this guy's probably pretty, I I think there's a, it's it's like at least a 50, 50 chance. I think between him and Cole at this point that he's going to win the Cy Young, which is fucking nuts. The Jays could help Robbie Ray's Cy Young case when they go up against Garrett yes. on, on Tuesday. If you, if you knock him around, get those numbers inflated a little bit, um, that could certainly help Ray's Cy I, Young case. But I mean, I, I, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say on like the list of shit you thought would happen this year, yes. like Marcus Semyon being a borderline MVP candidate, Robbie Ray being a legitimate contender to win the Cy Young. Alex are rookie of the year candidate as well. Yeah, Al, yeah, no right. kidding on the Alec Manoa thing. Like, man, when we talked at the beginning of the year and tried to do our big hot takes, neither of us had a breakout season from 29-year-old Robbie Ray. We talked a little bit about like what we might expect from Semyon. And I mean, at the beginning of the year, we were kind of sitting there being like, dude, this this might not be working out. But then something something flipped. And and that guy has just been on a tear for what seems like, you know, four months now. And then Robbie Ray, every time he's on the bump, like, 
he's just so confident. He's got that two pitch yeah. mix as well. Um, but those two pitches are just so damn good. And against Oakland, he mixed in a few like really, really slow breaking balls. And it's just enough to keep to keep the batter guessing. And they're not guessing right pretty much ever against Robbie Ray. And his pants are so tight and he looks so good. Yes, he looks fantastic. He has, he has an, an, a really nice lower body. Mm, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, any other ups from the series? Like, what have we kind of missed here? Alejandro Kirk had a monster series yeah, as well. Yeah, he was outrageous. Uh, Bravik Valeras, inexplicably super clutch. That's one up from me. Alejandro mm. Kirk needs to be playing every single day, no matter what. Yeah. Um, that's good. George Springer didn't get injured this series. That's good. That's always a positive. Uh, Nate Pearson's second outing. The first one wasn't very good, but the second one he struck out the side, that was fantastic. And then, oh geez, there's so many positives. That's Danny Jansen run. hit a home yeah. run. Danny um, Jansen's I, looking confident. Looks like spring yeah. training, Danny Jansen, which, which is great. Spring training monster now in the regular season. Wow. I will say like, I, I don't mind Jansen being back in the lineup on a, on a regular basis here. That's all good, but they need Springer in center field. So Kirk can DH every game like that Springer getting healthy again. Like they pulled him out early in one of the games. So Jake lamb, who I didn't know was a blue Jay um, could come in and pinch hit, but is soon who Jake lamb, Jake lambs on the Jays. Yeah. If you turned off that, that last game on Sunday early, you would have missed like what? Jake lamb. Jake Lamb comes on the screen and they're like, all right, then there is a, what? what did this happen? I don't know. I didn't know this. What the fuck? Okay, cool. Good. Guts. Great. Good I don't know when he stopped being a white sock. Like he was, um, they just they claimed the him Sox off waivers. He was, he was on the white Sox. They claimed him off waivers on September 3rd. God, we're so good at our jobs. Hey, bro. I was just like, they showed him on the bench and they're like, and there's Jake Lamb. I was like, wow, I'm, I missed something. I didn't know Jake did Lamb I, was there. No idea. Well, wow. That's, that's okay. That's something, I guess. Well, he struck out in his only at bat. So he didn't miss much. Cool. Uh, Are we going to remember him more or less than uh, Jared Hoying? Man, I mean, wasn't there another guy this year who was only a J for like 30 seconds? He came for a game, got one AB, and they're like, and you're on waivers. See you, man. Yeah, that was Hoying. And then like 45 minutes after that, he signed with the team in Korea. <laughs> um anyways jake lamb's there in the third base sort of competition spot um Sick. i mean seems like it's bravic valera's job now though so Fuck good yeah, luck mr lamb that's right we're, um, we're this is a this is a bravic valera fan club yes we we are bravic valera stands we are you i should say you willed the robbie ray is the ace conversation it into is. existence so you can do the same thing with bravic valera being He's an got everyday the magic player. touch can Bravik Valera have a Gio Urshela like career arc? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That's that's absolutely what's going to happen. All you right, can, uh, you can buy me his jersey for my birthday. <laughs> uh, let's keep let's keep rolling along here. We it's three up, three down. Presented by Twig and Berries, but I think we just threw out nine ups, and that we're going to call it a segment there. Uh, let's get into some other stuff and an interesting piece from Ken Rosenthal in the Athletic. It's always fascinating to me when a national writer gets his hands on a Blue Jays story. Um, but Rosenthal writes in his article that Semyon and Robbie Ray are poised to cash in. He also adds that the Jays have made an attempt to bring back Marcus Semyon, but hasn't been successful. And they plan on tackling the Robbie Ray conversation in the off season. Uh, Coomzy, the fact that they they've made an offer to Semyon and they're serious about bringing him back. How does that make you feel? That's good. There's, there's, there's no surprise really to me that they're going to be talking with both players about this. Yeah. It would be, 
completely insane to allow both of them to, you know, go all the way to the offseason without even speaking about their interest of sticking around in Toronto. But the thing is, is, um, you know, they've had, like, like, like Rosenthal says in the, in the quote, right. Both of them are going to get paid. I mean, we talked about yeah. Robbie Ray's contract a few weeks ago and it was, no, it's no longer, you're going to sign something similar to what Dallas Keuchel got, you know, three years, 65 or whatever. It's going to be now above what Zach Wheeler got a couple of years ago with the Phillies, which is going to be well over a hundred over mm-hmm. probably five or six years. So you have to do that. And then Semyon, given the season he's had and the season he had in 2019 as well. Like if you look, if you basically, if you just erase the COVID season, which I mean, I think you can, you can do, there's a validity because that season was kind of a joke. If you just mix 2019 and 2021, I'm pretty sure Semyon ranks like top three in wins above replacement among all players in major league baseball. So he's going to get more than what DJ LeMay, who got last offseason. He might get what George Springer got last offseason. It's just, can the Jays afford to do both of these guys? I mean, it basically comes down to, you know, bone blood are going to get expensive in a few years, but there is some time if you front load these contracts, it is doable. But if I had to prioritize one, I prioritize keeping Robbie Ray. Yeah, I think I would too, just because I look at next season, having a rotation that is Mm -hmm. Robbie Ray, Alec Manoa, Jose Barrios, um, Hunjin Ryu. And then if your fifth is, Pearson or whoever, I don't even give a shit. It's probably one of the best rotations in the American league at that point. Yeah. Um, so I would prioritize Ray as well, but you brought up an interesting point. Like Bichette and, uh, and Guerrero aren't expensive yet for a couple of seasons. They're still very young. Um, yeah, you, you nailed it. Front load these deals, watch the term. Don't go 10 years with either of these guys. Right. <laughs> um, but you know, yeah. Front load them make it so you can ditch the money in the last year or two. If you really need to do also like, this is the Toronto freaking blue Jays, man. They're owned by Rogers. Like, yeah. And they should know. I know this group wasn't here in 2015 in terms of Shapiro and Atkins, but they Mm -hmm. should kind of know the bump they get from when this team goes to the playoffs and how much money they make off 55,000 or whatever it is packed into the Rogers center. And the the TV as well. And yeah, the TV deals, the TV deals huge. So if, if this team is good and competitive, which they will be, and if they're making runs to World Series, like, man, give give Robbie Ray and Marcus Semyon the $250 million you need to give them. And trust me, you'll probably make it back. They will, 100% easily. They'll make it back. If, if they make the playoffs in 2022, they'll, they'll make all those contracts back on concessions, jersey sales. Because yeah. we're like, let's be honest here, we're probably more than likely going to see a full stadium next year with yep. vaccination passports. So yeah. they're going to, you you know, you, it, the, the team is good down the stretch this year, which they are right now, even if they miss the playoffs, like yeah. they're, they're playing competitively in September and you resign both of those guys. There's going to be a lot of people lining up to buy season tickets. And if they both leave, not that many people will be lining up to buy season tickets. I think off off season hype affects season ticket sales. It's kind of simple as that. If you're 100%. in the news and people think you're going to be making a run, they want to guarantee their spot. So um, yep. it'll be a fascinating off season, but until then, I mean, uh, we, we got some pretty big baseball games coming up here left to play and Robbie Ray and Marcus Semyon will be blue Jays for them. Uh, it's a four gamer against a New York Yankees team that is struggling. Uh, before we dig into this up next is brought to you by DoorDash. we got the promo code BJN pod DD gets first time users of the app 25% off and no delivery fees. As we set off the top cam, the out-of-town scoreboard helped them out this weekend. The Yankees have now dropped back-to-back series. Um, And now the Jays sit here. They're four games back of the Boston Red Sox and four and a half games back of the New York Yankees. I also believe they do have have a game in hand on the Yankees as well. 
And I'm trying to do the math in my head. I think they have four games in hand on the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, it was something like that. Three or four at least. So, I mean, if you, if you were to take care of business here and win your games in hand, like you're right back in this thing all of a sudden, thanks to the sweep of the Oakland A's, uh, the New York Yankees this year, 78 and 58, like I said, struggling as of late, just four and six in their last 10. They're coming into this on a two game losing streak. They're not exactly healthy either. Um, like, listen, going to the Bronx is tough. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, they're going to win all four, but it's pretty easy to imagine a scenario where they at least split this four gamer. In my opinion, you have to, the goal has to be winning the series here. Especially win three. You have to like treading water and remaining even there's just not enough time left for that. The Jays didn't, you know, if they had swept their games against Detroit and Baltimore and they were in a better spot. Yeah, sure. Going to two against the Yanks in New York is perfectly fine, but we need a 2015 situation. It was, I think it was either late August, or early September when they rolled in in 2015 and swept them in a three game series. And they have to, they have to do something similar and it's got to be, you know, at least three or four, not going to be easy, but you got to do it. Otherwise you're just not going to catch this team and you have to rely on Boston losing. Cause the Yankee schedule is so bad. Like they play the Jays four times here and they play the Mets in um, city field. The Mets are a joke. Uh, and then it's one random fucking game against Minnesota for some reason. And then three against Baltimore, three against Cleveland, three against Texas, three against the Red Sox, three against the Jays, three against the Rays. There's like two good opponents in there. What's going to help the Jays, though, is that there's a Red Sox Yankees head to head in there. That's great. Because you you only need to catch one of them, right? Mm-hmm. So when you get to that series, um, I'm trying to see when it lines up uh, with the Jays. When do when do they go ahead? It's the 24th, 25th, and 26th of September. So the Jays, uh, who are they playing? That's when the Jays will be in Minnesota to play the Twins. So again, Perfect. the Jays will have a four-gamer against the Twins. That should be a set where they win three out of the four, you would imagine. Four out and, of the four. Or four out of the four, yeah. <laughs> and then if, if one of the Yankees or Red Sox gets swept, like there's a chance for a pretty big swing super yeah. late in the season here. Um, looking at the Red Sox schedule as well. Something that's interesting. Uh, they played the Rays this week. So they got three against Tampa and then they got three against the White Sox and then they got three against the Mariners. And we know how pesky those Mariners can be. Um, but the Red Sox have like a really, really tough nine game stretch here. Yeah, there is. There is a chance like the Jays. You need to take care of business here Four gamer against New York. If they win it, I'll be over the moon if we're recording a pod on Thursday and they just took three out of four from the New York Yankees. Um, but yeah, the minimum, absolute minimum to stay in the race is two out of two. And if they wouldn't have swept Oakland, the minimum to stay in the race might've been four out of four. Yeah, honestly, like the, the, what they did against Oakland gives them the slightest margin for error. But Mm -hmm. at this point, you really, you got to win these, which is, we just keep saying it over and over again, but Fuck, they got to do it. And this, it looks like they've turned a corner and they're ready to do some yep. crazy fucked up shit. So let's hope that happens. Uh, let's look at the starting pitching matchups as well. Hunjin Ryu versus Jameson Talion in uh, the opener here. In his last four starts, he's given up a total of 17 earned runs and has only pitched into the sixth inning once. Uh, it has not been going very well for him. In his last, in his last 15 games, his ERA is, uh, is four. In his last seven games, it's 4.66. This is a guy who's coming in and struggling a little bit as of late is the point I'm trying to make here. Um, And then tomorrow, it's going to be Garrett Cole on the bump for the New York Yankees and Steven Matt on the hill for the Toronto Blue Jays. So not exactly a pitching matchup that the Jays, uh, that favors the Blue Jays, but um, a chance for them to help Robbie Ray's Cy Young case, right? Yeah, they have to, they got to hit. They got to hit Garrett Cole so that Robbie Ray can win the side. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Like, yeah, I mean, that's not an ideal 
head to head, but that's life. I mean, I have matches actually been pretty good recently, so you can't complain. Garrett Cole has also been very good recently in his last four starts. He's only given up two earned runs and has pitched into the sixth inning in every single one of them. So Garrett Cole's on a roll. Jay's bats are also on quite a roll. They scored 29 runs against the Oakland days. Um, so that'll be an interesting one on Tuesday on Wednesday. I just read that it'll be Luis Gill going for the Yankees and Alec. Who? Man- yeah. Doesn't sound like a real guy at all. Um, and Manoa goes for the Jays. So an opportunity there potentially then on Thursday, um, the Yankees aren't exactly healthy right now. So they don't even know who's pitching on Thursday, but it'll be Jose Barrios for the Toronto blue Jays. The Garrett Cole game aside, you have three other very winnable pitching matchups and the way the Jays bats are rolling, the way the ball flies out of Yankee stadium. I I'm just incredibly optimistic about where this team is at right now. Yeah, I am too. And, um, you know, it's, it's the, they, they've, 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 they've done this before where you get all yeah. excited about what's going to happen. They let you down, but I'm just going to ride the wave of optimism and feel good. It's a holiday Monday. This weekend was fantastic. Life is good. Fuck it. Good vibes only. Good vibes only as the Jays head into a four gamer in the Bronx with a chance to move within half a game of Ooh. the New York Yankees in the American league wildcard standings. And if things break right, an opportunity to also move within half a game of the Boston Red Sox. So you're, uh, uh, you're, you're speaking my language now. You're making my dick move. That's great. <laughs> and that is how uh, we will end it. Cam, appreciate it as always. Uh, shout out to everyone who tuned in. Hopefully you enjoyed your long weekend and enjoy this four gamer against the Yankees for Twig and Berries and DoorDash. Let's hope they sweep the goddamn Yankees. Fuck them up. Thanks for tuning in to Blue Jays Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.